0: For NPR Music, you're connected to All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here in Washington, D.C., and in New York City are Hazel Sills. Hey. And Marissa LaRusso.
1: Hello, Bob.
0: I'm so happy we're doing this show today, and and most happy because, hey, have you guys heard the Lana Del Rey by any chance? Boy, have I heard it. I've heard it. (laughs) Kind of figured. And so I want to kick off with a bit of really eager to hear what you both have to say about it. This is a seven-minute song. The song is called A&W, and if you want to tell us what that is in a minute, you can do that. But I just love the way this song develops, and I love that it almost sounds like it's all over about four minutes in, but the best is yet to come.
2: Yeah, A&W, which is not a reference to the fast food <laughs> American chain, although I guess it could be, but I, this song is not about eating burgers and fries on the side of a highway. Um, <laughs> it's such a weird one from Lana. I, you know, I'm a big Lana fan, and I just feel like this song is like almost if she wrote like a whole song. The lyrics are very interesting, and yeah, it's it's a weird one from her. Let's listen.
0: Awesome, here we go.
3: So uh...
4: side like piece of 33 Got turned on the back beat Puts the shower on while he calls me Sleeps out the back door to talk to me I'm invisible, look how you hold me I'm invisible, I'm invisible I'm a ghost okay. now. look how they got dressed It's
3: not about having someone to love me anymore Okay Now this is the experience of being an American it's not about having someone to love me anymore. Now, this is the experience of being an American whore.
0: <laughs> deep breath <laughs> no it wasn't about fast food
2: <laughs> yeah i just love that lyric i am a princess i'm divisive ask me why i'm like this maybe i'm just kind of like this that to me was like <laughs> the courtney love ism in mm-hmm. in that song um uh, whole song yeah i really love this song because i think it's a testament to how weird lana del rey's music has become you know she started as the this kind of artificial pop star and attracted a lot of vitriol and you know over the years over the last few albums her music has just gotten weirder and looser and grungier in some aspects and this song is interesting because it sort of includes both sides of her it starts as this very like wordy almost spontaneous almost like a voice memo uh, track with her on piano, and then by the end of it, it's a grade school rap.
0: (laughs) Um. (laughs) And for me, grade school, like when I was like really, really little, (laughs) because there's this line about Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Bop, which was a song uh, I knew as a little kid. From Little Anthony and the Imperials, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but but yeah, uh, go on, tell me more because the production was so amazing. I think was it Jack Antonoff that did this?
2: Yeah, Jack Antonoff co-wrote and um, and produced this, and he's been working with her for a minute now, and you can really tell that that's Jack Antonoff song because he loves switching up a song in the middle of it, and yes. like turn, <laughs> he's done that with Lord, he's done that with Taylor Swift, and just. The way that that song kind of immediately transports you into this tinny, like, synth-pop world. It's mm-hmm. its such a nice little surprise at the end and really kind of throws you off. It threw me off, at least. Subject-wise, <laughs> folks, you wanna... <laughs> do you want to touch it? I thought it was pretty clear, Bob. Like, I don't know what needs to be... Yeah, i I think the subject matter of the song, like, also with Lana, is interesting because... You know, Lana Del Rey is a pop star who loves to play with the signifiers of American pop music and American archetypes like Marilyn Monroe, Jackie Kennedy. There's lots of American flags in her music videos. And like, hmm. this song feels sort of like she's playing with those caricatures, but also like weirdly personal and like kind of intimate. And I don't know, there's just something about it that I listen to this song and I'm like, I feel like she just sat down, opened up her phone, and, like, started singing. And that's, like, a quality that I admire in this song.
1: Yeah, I haven't followed her career as closely as you have, Hazel, (laughs) but something that you wrote about this song for, Empire Music's Now Playing blog, and something you wrote in there really clicked for me, where you talked about how, you know, Lana has embodied these, like, very American feminine pop archetypes throughout the course of her career and over the course of her career we've kind of seen those archetypes crumble and she's begun to write music that combines those elements of like caricature with real vulnerability and when i heard the song that just really clicked for me there's something that really kind of feels like lana letting her guard down in this song and it made me want to really sit up and pay attention to what she was saying
2: yeah. I mean, she talks about her physical appearance. She talks about not being believed in terms of like sharing stories about her being raped and like talking about, oh, did you know a singer could look like this at the age of 33? And I feel like she's really incorporating a lot of narratives about herself in the media and like the ways people have projected onto her and in her music in this song. And But then by the end of it, it, it sort of is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And I like that she... She's having a little fun with it. Clearly, she and Jack are having fun with it in the end, and so it's a weird song. But I, I love weird.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So that's A and W. Lana Del Rey, uh, our first choice. I'm uh, here with Hazel Sills and Marissa Larusso. Uh, Lana Del Rey mentions a few pop things in the in that song. Uh, forensic Files, the <laughs> show. Watching *Teenage Diary of a Girl* film, so the next song we're going to play uh, is sort of all about films.
1: It is okay, Bob Hazel. Are you um a f- are you fans of Sydney Gish? I don't know her work that well, actually.
0: And I haven't heard her in in absolute years. I it, I'm trying to remember. I thought there was like some Jackson Brown cover. Am I getting the right Sydney Gish right here?
1: She did. Yeah, in 2019, um, she covered the song *Somebody's Baby*. I fell in love with her music in 2017. She put out an album called No Dogs Allowed. And it is oh, it's so good. It's filled with these like little witty kind of lo-fi bedroom pop songs, lots of hooks, lots of loops, lots of harmonies, just like so fun. And then she hasn't put out a full album since then. Um, but I did see her live in New York in last December. She was so good, so funny and, like, wacky. Um, But anyway, she promised that there was new music coming, so I was really just anticipating new music. And then earlier this month, she put out a couple songs as part of Sub Pop's Singles Club series. And so the first song, um, as you alluded to, Bob, is called Filming School. So let's listen to that.
4: Um, Have you ever even seen a film? and there'll be art on occasion there'll be long pretentious things to tell apart from real content how in the best of times and worst of times that line is up to you it's up to up to you what's worth watching once enrolled in filming school but everybody's got It's worth watching what is best And it's no different Even once you're there Once I'm there Don't enroll I won't enroll Filming school I got my litmus test Back and it said you're the best Back and it said I'm the best Cause we're worth watching We're enrolled in Filming School We walked around that blank museum and held our hands Ooh. and we were each other's best friends and we- Roll. worth watching what's worth stopping what's just boring don't enroll don't enroll filming school what's just boring don't enroll don't enroll filming school what's just boring don't enroll don't enroll filming school what's just boring don't enroll
0: It's so adorable. I, <laughs> have you ever wanted to uh, go to f- film school?
1: I personally um, am really stupid about film, so I probably <laughs> could use some time in film school. But like Sydney Gish, who said that she'd wrote this song when thinking about film school, which she did not attend. Uh, I did uh. not
2: attend film school. (laughs) Hazel, you seem like a candidate. I did not go to film school. I studied art history, but this song does remind me of my senior year of college when I had a bunch of extra credits to fill and I spent all of them in the NYU film department watching movies like Psycho and 2001 Uh. (laughs) Space Odyssey, Um, just completely wasting my time in the name of education. So sort of went to film school, barely.
0: Um, Love that. So so tell me more about got Sidney Gish in this song and is it pointing to another record or anything?
1: Not that I know. She said when she released these songs that she starts lots of songs but finishes very few. And she said, sometimes I try to overcome this habit by skipping the quote-unquote ideas phase and improvising a song to completion within a few hours. So that's how she wrote Filming School. (laughs) Um, She actually started recording it at home in her Brooklyn apartment in 2021 and said that she kind of freestyled the lyrics while she was thinking about film school. Um, So I hope that there's even more new music from her on the way. My advice, skip the ideas phase and just improvise a bunch of songs like that. I would personally be thrilled.
0: <laughs> Love it. Let's continue this this theme of, of, of film uh, and, and uh, a song uh, I want to bring to the table by Sean Barna. Do either of you know Sean Barna? No, I chance? don't know. So I know Sean Barna because he's involved in the DC music scene for uh, a good long time and, uh, and So I know him well from there I also saw an amazing performance of his At South by Southwest a number of years ago Well, number maybe is 2019 Not not big a number But um, he's got this uh, David Bowie quality To him that I quite love Uh, Maybe leaning towards the hunky-dory side Of David Bowie at times But also he's got that glam in him too (laughs) He wrote this song called Benjamin Wishaw Smiled And uh, it's um, from a new album He has come in Uh, I asked him uh, to tell me a little bit about the song, because he talks a little about things about Bob Dylan and walking uh, down West 4th Street and stuff, so I wanted to know more, and then I'll play the song uh, from Sean Barna.
5: I think every artist has to reckon with the walk to work. I have a lot of friends that have been touring as long as I've been working at a bar, but you have to hold the strength inside. My walk to work was interesting because I would get out at West 4th Street in Greenwich Village, a couple blocks from where the Gaslight Cafe was where Bob Dylan and Joan Baez and all folk singers would change the world with their songs. And I walked down West 4th Street and I walked past Bob Dylan's house where he lived when he wrote Freewheeling and on that same block where the photo on the cover of Freewheeling was taken. Anyway, this was my daily walk. One day... I walk by the last block before work. I walk by a bistro, and I see Benjamin Wishaw in the window. I'm a queer person, and I'm a queer artist, and I'm bartending. He is a queer person and a queer artist, and he's massively successful, massively talented, and beautiful. And uh, I was kind of like, actually, it was really hard to be at work that day. I, felt I didn't feel good about myself, but uh, I did imagine a love affair with me and him. And uh, that's what this song is about. Benjamin Wishaw smiled.
6: But the window was like a
7: fortune.
5: I looked away and I said, Nice to see you
6: again. Last time. in my car.
0: I love when people talk about the sorts of things they think about and then tell everybody out loud because we, <laughs> we all think probably some strange things walking around. And and I love when artists uh, do that. That's Sean Borna. Uh, the song is uh, Benjamin Wishaw Smiled. Um,
1: which- I will say, Bob, I recently moved to New York, recently, last year, and I'm like still adjusting to it still kind of being like amazed and frustrated by it all the time and it's really nice to hear other people like even in that voice note that he sent just hearing someone else being kind of wowed by living here and making art about other Uh people who made art in new york um i haven't seen a celebrity and written a rock song about an imagined love affair with them yet but you know there's time
0: Time."
2: time. (laughs) you just got here you're gonna see a lot of celebrities
0: (laughs) spring is coming (laughs)
2: <laughs> so true
0: so that song will be on uh, sean barner's second album it's first for kill rock stars and it comes out in the middle of may it's called an evening at Macri park um you know what we've got to do we got to take a break uh, we will be right back but we have some pretty kind of interesting stuff coming in the second half yeah
1: i think so yeah
0: let's do it and you're listening to all songs considered from npr music This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2X miles on all other purchases, plus receive up to $300 back as a statement credit. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan with... Hazel Sills and Marissa LaRusso. And we have some great songs f- for you all coming up. And the first one is Caroline Rose. And I thought I knew Caroline Rose, but then I heard this song, Marissa.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I, okay, they have a new record coming out called The Art of Forgetting. And I have been so impressed with the singles from this new record so far. Um I first heard Caroline when they put out a record called Loner a few years ago. And it was like really sharp, funny, smart kind of pop songs. And then they put out another record called Superstar in 2020. And I liked those records, but these new singles seem a lot like, I don't know, kind of darker than their past music. And I mean, I think this record was in part inspired by a breakup so maybe that's part of it but there's just like a lot of kind of drama and vulnerability and self-reflection in these songs and caroline just kind of builds this really like compelling sonic world that i feel very like drawn into um so yeah i don't know i really love this new song it's called the doldrums and i think we should listen to it
0: awesome
6: in a dream there's someone i hate a smile creeps across my face as they burn the head
0: I've had uh, so much trouble the last few days finding music I loved, and and you two are doing it.
1: (laughs) 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 Happy to do it. I wanted to just say a little bit about what Caroline had to say about this song, because I found it really interesting. They said, um, The Doldrums was the song I wrote when I was realizing I had basically no understanding of self-compassion. It's about the voice inside my head that blames me for everything that's ever gone wrong, mostly things out of my control. My idea of rebirth and reformation at the time was killing off my old self and finding a new one rather than simply being kind to myself. Not because I didn't want to be, but because I didn't really know how.
2: Really intense, I think. Yeah, yeah. so intense. And it's, I really love the ending of that song where you get those kind of like animalistic like vocals, like mm-hmm. wild vocals, and then you get this really beautiful harp. And I don't know, it's interesting just thinking about... Being kinder to yourself and not being so hard on yourself or wanting to kill parts off of yourself. And I feel like I heard that in the music. Totally.
0: And I think Nick Sanborn from Sylvanesso helped on the production
2: mm-hmm. of
0: this, which uh, the whole sound that they have here is transformational. If you watched Caroline Rose's tiny desk concert from 2015 and listen to this, you'd be hard pressed to think of it as the same performer. But they,
1: uh, totally. yeah. Totally. And I love it. The record is great. It's called The Art of Forgetting, and it comes out March 24th on New West Records.
0: What are you going to turn me on to, Hazel, that I don't know?
2: (laughs) I'm going to turn you on to a song called Sandrail Silhouette by the artist Avalon Emerson and The Charm. And it's a weird one because this is a new project uh, from the artist Avalon Emerson, and she is primarily an electronic musician. Like, I know her as having making these like big, bright, highly danceable synth pieces. And she's also like a really prolific DJ. (laughs) But this song is like a departure for her. It's kind of like a retro pop song. It actually, I feel like works really well with the Caroline Rose song. And yeah, she is making music right now with this band or sort of this shifting group called The Charm. And she's described The Charm as having no fixed roster and no fixed rules. It's a vehicle for expression and connection with Avalon at the helm. And so, yeah, it's it's a really interesting song and incredible to like hear her vocals and hear her taking her like electronic music background to make something that's, you know, basically a pop song.
0: Sandrail Silhouette, here we come. I Evelyn Emerson. Uh, Hazel, do you know anything about the inspiration behind the sandrail sand silhouette? Because I'm not even sure I know what one is.
2: I don't even know <laughs> if I know what one is either but Avalon um, has said that this song to her is about scale Um, she said scales of time and how something that seems so important and defining a long time ago might not really matter that much now and then taking a step back and feeling the smallness of your own lifetime in the shadow of a thousand year old tree in that way, it's also about the here and now and not sleeping through the erosion of time.
1: So it, it's a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can hear that in the song. She's talking about, like, ancient rocks and, you know, rings growing around trees. And it's an intense inspiration for a track.
1: Yeah, nice to think that you're just a tiny speck in a zillion-year-old universe. <laughs> Thanks a lot,
0: Avalon. <laughs> Oh wow! Because the sandrail, I think, is a kind of a car. Anyway, that's it doesn't matter. I, I'm I, I'm gonna go so deep down this rabbit hole later, <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as soon as this is done. And so for right now, uh, that's a single. Um, I'm gonna, f- yeah, hope hope for more soon.
2: Same. Mm-hmm.
0: So we got one more. Hazel, uh, you've got the last pick too. Here we go.
2: Yeah. So this song is called "Glue Song" by Beba Doobie. Um and It is a gushy little love song about being so in love with someone that you stick to them like glue. It's really adorable. And there's a great story behind it where she actually premiered this song. At her tiny desk for NPR Music. And called it a cute
0: little love song. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: that is what it is. And it's interesting because I actually heard this song before her tiny desk came out because I saw her live last year Uh in Brooklyn for an incredible show. And she had clearly just filmed her tiny desk because she announced to the crowd that she loved her setup for the tiny desk so much. She performed with a, a little group of string musicians right. that she was going to recreate it on stage. And she brought out the musicians that she Aww. had for her Tiny Desk and played it for the crowd. And I was like, this is amazing. Like artists come to the Tiny Desk and they love their setup so much that they then bring it on the road with them. And That's yeah, it's great. just a beautiful little love song. Cute.
1: That's really great. I feel I feel very heart warmed <laughs> that the Tiny Desk did that for her. That's sweet.
0: Well, let's go out on a uh, glue song and um, it's really good doing this. We need to do this more often. Yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. And when I got
0: stuck for music, I'm going to reach out for you or <laughs> go to the Now Playing blog. Maybe you've put it up there or something like that. And, or uh or Marissa, you're doing the newsletter. Maybe folks can find out about that. How do they do that?
1: <laughs> Always great stuff in the NPR Music Newsletter. And if you're not already reading it, you can go to npr.org slash music newsletter and sign up. It goes out every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. It has all the great stuff that we publish throughout the week in it. Yeah, Tiny Desk News sometimes. Yeah. Tiny Desk News, new music, profiles and reviews that we've written. Sometimes some fun little behind-the-scenes stuff. It's a delight. Heck yeah. Thank you, Hazel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> time for Cute Love Song.
1: Yay! Take, take
0: care, everybody. For NPR Music It's All Songs Considered.
6: Miss me. I guess I'm stuck forever by the glue. Oh, and you.